Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Minute Podcast. As you may know by now, this is a weekly conversation between me and John where we review a listener-submitted minute of content from a movie or TV show or somewhere else on the internet, and we uh, we talk about it and try to orient ourselves and figure out what's going on. John, what are we looking at today? So today we're looking at a clip from Troll 2 supplied by Robert. Uh, this is, you know, kind of a spooky time of year, so I figured, you know, some Halloween-themed minutes. All right, yep, sounds good. And today's episode is brought to you by the Socratic Method. Do you want to have an old white man tell you about things? Then the Socratic Method may be for you. Visit the SocraticMethod.com for more information on lecture-based education today. It's a lot of saying the Socratic, Socratic over and over again without messing it up, Paul. I'm pretty impressed. I Yeah, and, and when I practiced it, it didn't go well, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> wow, we rolled the dice. Yeah. All right, so uh, first we're going to talk about our level of familiarity with Troll 2. Uh, me, personally, I just, uh, similar to Birdemic, uh, Shock and Terror, uh, I just know it's a bad movie. Uh, I kind of know that there's some sort of... I, I know that there are no trolls in Troll 2, I believe, and that it's something plant-based or something, like plants go crazy. I assume, like, like uh, Little Shop of Horrors or something like that. I don't know. Paul? Well, I actually have seen this movie, so it's a bit of a diversion from the norm, um, but it was several years ago, and I don't remember it very well, and in fact, I don't remember this scene at all, so I think um, we, we might structure it a little differently the way we do it today. Uh, we might lean on you a little more heavily, John, for oh God. the hot takes, but I actually, I, I don't remember the that much takes. from the movie either, so we'll we'll see how it goes. All right. Great. So a quick uh, quick introduction to the scene here. Um, it starts off with a family sitting down to dinner, and it, it appears that everyone is frozen in place except the boy, uh, who then stands on a chair and does something. Uh, yeah. It seems that everyone then unfreezes, and he's carried upstairs by his dad to be punished while his mom and sister clean up. Yes. So in this clip, I'm going to be playing the children, the sister and Joshua. Uh, yep. Joshua is the only named... Uh, no, no, the dad has a name. Uh, he gets a name as well, yeah. yeah and so a, I'll be. He gets a name. <laughs> <laughs> He's earned his name. Yeah. Um, and I will be both the mother and the father, Michael. Yes. So, right. let so. us begin. <sighs> I must do it. I must do it. I must do it. No, Daddy, please. Don't hit him, Michael. Please don't hit him. Why not? It's what he deserves. A big spanking for a little shit. Joshua is not a little shit. He's just sensitive. This smells. Do you see this writing? Do you know what it means? Hospitality. And you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. What are you going to do to me, Daddy? Tightening my belt by one loop. <laughs> and scene excellent okay i <laughs> i don't remember them being southern in the clip but somehow it happened <laughs> they were they were like they were definitely americanish 
Like, yeah. and, and a specific variety, but not of any that exists in the real world. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, John, well, let's, let, let's talk about what actually happens here. Okay, so I believe, okay, I believe that this scene begins with a, uh, with a theatrical device known as an aside. Okay. Uh, where the uh, character is in fact talking, and nobody else in the room or or in the in the scene is able to hear him, so he's talking to us, the audience, or to himself, so, or or some other literary device or something. So, are are you saying it's a, it's a figurative aside? So this is not like literally them being frozen in time, or yes, is it? I think it's a figurative ah, aside. I think that this is I Joshua see. coming to odds. That he has to piss all over the food. <laughs> so we do think he pissed all over the food. Though. I am fairly certain because, like, he, you can't piss on hospitality. Feels like a very <laughs> straightforward way of doing it. I thought, okay, so they, they talked a lot about shit in the beginning of it, which I was going to say a, a big spanking for a little shit. So I'm like, did did he also shit on yeah, the table? I, I feel like they want us to question this. This is like it's almost as though this scene was made for this type of analysis. Like huh. we're supposed to argue over whether or not he took a poo or if he peed all over their food, like. Yeah. One of those two things happened. To me, the wateriness of the food, uh, you know, implies pee, okay? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you're right. But, Jen, you mentioned the food, and I think we should talk about that for just a yes. minute. About what is on this table right now. Well, um, okay. I yeah, I did a quick inventory. <laughs> yes, I noticed this, too. What are they okay. eating? It seems like they're eating two kinds of Kool-Aid. Both red and green yes, are on the table. Of course. Uh, the dad prefers a nice green Kool-Aid while the sister is a red lady all the way. They're also eating uncooked <laughs> oh, yeah. corn on the cob, I'm pretty sure. It it certainly looks uncooked. It looks it looks pristine, as though it, it really was does. to dress a set. There appears to be a quiche in the middle of the table, or something quiche-like. A quiche? I don't remember a quiche. I do was, remember English muffins. Is that what they are? Well, that was my other thing. I mean, in addition to a plate of apples, the only other thing on the table is these... these it, it, you're right. They appear to be English muffins with green frosting on top. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe they're big biscuits. I'm not sure. Now, are they the dessert here and the quiche is the main? Now, What's the thing happening? is, is the, the English muffins to me imply that it's butter spread on top. Because, like, I could see somebody being an idiot and huh. not, like, buttering the inside of an English muffin. And just, but like, with green butter? Well, okay, so I assume... This is in, like, what, late 80s, early 90s, something like that, when, sure. you know, Kraft was just trying to get kids to, you know, eat their, their, eat their butter, and veggie, veggies and butter. So maybe this is, like, slime-themed butter. You know, it's possible. My theory was that given how doughy they looked, they were some sort of dessert thing, oh, but they really, they look like overly raised, undercooked English muffins yeah, with green they, frosting on they top. they look like American English muffins, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's basically true. I mean, we are from a region where Thomas's English muffins manufactures their things, so we might have more uh, muffin awareness than, than most people do. <laughs> uh, it's plausible. Yeah. yeah, so like, you know, we might have specific opinions, but this could be just some sort of weird, largely inflated 80s uh, English muffin. Um, one of the other things is everything seems to be smeared with this greenness. Uh, there's the green yeah. drink. Uh, are there apples in the middle of the table? I think there's apples there are, in I think the middle. They were red apples, though. Yeah, they Although are red they apples. May have been, yeah. Then there's something sliced on one of these. 
uh, plates. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they look like um, like cheeses, almost like <laughs> cheese on a cracker with a tomato slice. Yeah, maybe the tomatoes are green. Green tomatoes are normal. Uh, <laughs> like that's that's a relatively normal thing compared to the rest of this. Yeah. yeah. So so do you think this was just a poorly set table, or they were somehow trying to make it more spooky? I think the fact that the English okay. The English muffins being the most weirdly green thing, although it does look like the corn on the cob has green on it, uh, mm-hmm. that the that the mom is about to dig into. What is this meal? Like, what? What is the? They have corn on the so cob. I think it's it's some sort of dinner. Okay, but in dinner? terms of what what's the theme, I have no idea. I mean, the theme is apparently whatever the hell we had in the kitchen at the time, because like. Does quiche and corn on the cob and English muffins go together in any way? Like, that feels like a lot of carbs for no reason. My um, theory is that quiche and corn on the cob with whatever cracker things are going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, it almost seems like they were doing a three-course thing, but put it all on the table at once. So you've got, like, <laughs> your, your past true. cracker, you've got your corn on the cob and quiche, and yeah. then you have your dessert thing. Or maybe um, and- maybe they're one of those families where, like, nobody can decide on what we're, what they're going to eat, so they just, like everybody brings what they're going to eat to the table, but, like, enough proportions for, like, six people. Well, it could be, yeah. So, John, you, you mentioned something at the beginning um, that you thought it was a, a figurative aside. I think it might have been a literal aside. Like they're frozen? That, I think they were frozen perhaps by goblins or trolls. I don't remember which exactly happened okay. in this movie. Um, and then my theory is that he has to unfreeze them by peeing, so I think he's being blackmailed. What? He has to unfreeze them by peeing. That is, I mean, I don't want to say it's impossible because I have no idea what this movie's about. But the idea that he has to pee on them to unfreeze them. Well, I, I think he like has to get in trouble. Oh, he has to get in trouble. So it's like I don't a know. I don't metaphorical, exactly. like like it's like breaking a spell. I think so. Like the the chosen Which... boy must fall for the family to thaw. Yeah, I mean something like that, which which to, to me to, to me raises the potential that maybe the kid is sitting down to dinner with his family, everybody's frozen, and then when they unfreeze, he's standing up and peeing, which you would think would be very jarring to the family, not only because they're watching one of the kids pee on the table, but because he's like transported magically between two positions instantly. Yeah. So maybe you're right, and it's a figurative aside, but even then. Does that mean he was sitting and then somehow still stood up while everyone was frozen figuratively? Like, what I mean, What are the logistics here? Who am I to question, you know, traditional theater tropes? But uh, I do think it is a little weird that it, this scene is simultaneously his transition into the room while also being, like, what I imagine has to be an aside, right? Like... If they stay frozen, do you think the green stuff is freezing them? Is that why? I don't think it's the green stuff. I think it's goblin magic. Goblin if magic. I'm... So, like, David Bowie popped yeah. in here and, like, snapped his fingers and they're just frozen? Yeah, he jiggled some balls and, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm, jiggled some balls. Not not, not pleasant imagery there, Paul. Well, um, it's not, but... Uh... I mean, then again, it's David Bowie. Never mind, I flipped on that. That's that's great. <laughs> now it's okay. Yeah, now okay, it's good. okay. Uh, so... I have a bone to pick with this scene. Okay. Um, just, just the one. Uh, which is that it, it falls into the seeming... So it seems to be a trope of using he's just sensitive in movies to explain anything that a kid does wrong. Yes. 
Where's like he's getting in fights. No, he's just sensitive. He stabbed my dog. No, he's just sensitive. Like, how is that an excuse for things? I, I feel like I've seen it in a lot of movies. I don't know. I I mean, like, I feel like it's poor writing. Like, like uh, more than anything, because like the idea that like he's just sensitive could explain away why he peed on the table. Like, it'd be yeah. one thing that would be like if he peed his pants because he's nervous about something. Like, that would be like sure. he's, he's, he's just he's sensitive, literally sensitive, or like maybe yep. overstimulated in some way. Like, but the the idea that he, like, stands up on his chair and pees over the table is a completely different act, I feel. I feel like that's that's more of a cry for help or <laughs> or just, like, a severe un- misunderstanding of the dinner table in general. Wait, it actually, although maybe he saw those muffins and was like, I'm not going to eat that. No. I must do it. Yeah. I must do I it. Must I do must it. do it. That's the other thing is, like, there is, the scene does start with an affirmation, like... Uh, I mm-hmm. must do it. I must do it. I must do it. It's so, like you woke up this morning, looked in the mirror, and was like, "I gotta do this. This is what this is what I'm doing today." And saving it up. Yep. Uh, which raises a question for me: of I don't know if on command I would be able to just stand up and pee on a table. No. Like, no. It sounds like a high pressure situation. I can barely pee in like a, a, a public <laughs> restroom with another person in it, let alone like just like there's got to be a lot of. A lot of liquids inside my body for that to be yeah. an option. There, well, is... maybe that's what it was. It's he's not being blackmailed. He just he had to do it because he was so well hydrated. <laughs> he was like, "I must do it." I'm going to show them. Sorry, how... I must do it. Yeah. See, this is what proper hydration looks like. People is what he's trying to do. He's trying to inform them. It's educational. Exactly. Yeah. We always so... kind of spin around onto the educational wing of things, don't we? It does um... come up a fair amount. So uh, another thing I noticed, John, is that. The mother seems relatively concerned that Michael's going to hit um what what was his name the son yeah but but not concerned enough to leave the sink area no uh, Which for me it it seems like another thing you see in movies of someone yelling at the other parent to not hit the kid but like not being invested enough to go make <laughs> to, sure to it doesn't happen make sure. the right. the other side of it is like the dad is so goobery I can't even imagine it being like an option. Like, 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 the dad's response to, like, like, you see, you see these words, you see these, you know what these mean, hospitality is, like, not something that, like, a very human hot-headed person, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, no, you're, you're right, especially not a hot-headed human, but no. let's talk about the, his hospitality for a second. Yes. Um, apparently, hospitality in his mind is allowing his young children to tape a single piece of eight by eleven paper onto their doors and write their names on it in pencil. Yep, and, like and that, in pencil that is nearly invisible to the camera. Yeah, I was gonna say you could read the first one. I think it said Holly, so maybe that's the daughter. Yeah, but the Holly, second one, and like, then you, like there's you two can't others. read what's on it. Yeah, like I assume it means like because you're not in like a uh, a glass cage that we keep you in the idea that you have a bedroom mm. that is well, it, it could be originally what i thought he was getting at was maybe they were foster kids and they mm. were like look we're being nice to you but then he calls him daddy and the sister yeah i, I think says something familiar in there at some point it's so like i think they're actually just a nuclear family yeah so the fact that they're not allowed to or that, that it's such a big deal to put a single piece of paper on the door is kind of weird maybe his hospitality is him carrying him to bed <laughs> that's what it is like, like Can you see uh, this delivery service yeah, i'm yeah. stopping so you can conveniently read things exactly. hospitality 
and and so it's like it's like opposite like you're met with the hostility of of the kid peeing on on the dinner table to mm-hmm. with in, insane loving hospitality maybe that's what it is and so, i said ju- <clears throat> yes we're clearly supposed to think he's going to belt the kid for a minute right <laughs> we are because it, the mom says uh don't beat him and then, Don't hit him, Michael, please. Yeah, and then he immediately goes for the belt after after throwing Josh onto the bed. He immediately goes for his belt. But instead of taking it off, he just tightens it by one loop. Uh, and I cheated. I went one second beyond the actual I minute. actually, I also did. I went like two seconds yeah, it was, too long. It was hard to stop because it was in the middle of the, his statement. But like, I yeah. tightened my belt by one loop uh, so that I don't feel hunger pains. And your your mother and sister will have to do the same. So he's basically just guilting him into like, like yeah, so it's like exactly what any father ideally would do. Is basically like, mm-hmm. put, a, uh, put him in his room. And then I guess like the take him bodily is not necessary. Considering Michael... Uh, Joshua yeah. seemed rather upset about the whole thing to begin with. So it's true. Well, what would you estimate the financial situation of this household to be? I mean, I'm getting to a point later, but to me, they have a pretty big house. Everybody has their own rooms. I mean, it's not the nicest house I've ever seen, but no. it, it looks pretty all right. I what, what do you think? Are they doing all right? I think they're doing pretty all right. I mean, the fact that they have multiple bedrooms for their kids seems like a, yeah. like a like a go to. Or multiple bedrooms, period, and that everyone isn't sleeping in, like, one big room. Well, And there also seems to be another hallway on the second floor that we don't see, so they might even have a third floor going wow. off that way. So, yeah. the reason I'm asking that is, he's making a big deal of them not being able to eat that day. They're like, oh, dinner's ruined, no food now. Yeah. Which, on the one hand, maybe he's just trying to guilt trip the son, but on the other hand, they're gonna, like, make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? Like, it yeah. seems like they... Have the ability to get more food. Absolutely. And the kid, the kid even should be old enough to know, like, well, yeah, I'm sorry I ruined dinner, but there is more food downstairs. Yeah. No. Even it, if it's it, just like peanut butter. It sandwiches. should be. It should be that there's more food in this house, especially since like English muffins don't come in like batches of four; they come in like batches of eight. So that's true. There's at least another four English muffins in there somewhere. And I assume they have more green butter. Yeah, and. Kool Aid takes about five seconds to make a, like two gallons of it. So like that's true. Well, okay. Here's another thing: Are we saying he successfully peed on and in everything on that table? Uh, okay. So the, I have I have been wondering this because that right. would be kind of an achievement of control yeah. for such yep. a young kid. I mean, like I'm imagining, and, and also just, also distance because that's like a six foot long table to get to everything. Well, you just you just sort of squeeze the hose a little bit more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But the the uh the the what I'm thinking is like first off that that's a lot of pee so like this kid had had, had to have been well hydrated beforehand which which goes back to the the health thing uh and then the other thing is is like frankly if I was sitting at this table even if it didn't come anywhere near me I'd be like nope <laughs> like this food is now this food is now un unedible. And inedible and and if that is you know a problem i have then i i admit to it like well, if somebody on, on was the one to hand, pee on John, my table in general <laughs> i probably would not eat any of the food either on the one hand i agree with you and if anyone has peed anywhere near something i was considering eating i would no longer eat it but what i'm thinking is there should have been a very limited window 
from when he could have started peeing to when someone should have stopped him from peeing on the table. <laughs> yeah, but then you're like so, tackling a peeing child, which just hey, to hey, me that's feels... parenthood. Isn't that just parenthood? <laughs> that's true, but it does feel like a, a slippery slope to just you being peed on. <laughs> like or just well, no, no. He what what I'm imagining is he starts peeing that unfreezes everybody, and then uh, the dad sort of runs over, picks him up, and he's no longer peeing on the food. So to think that he could have gotten pee on very much of the table at all, I don't, I, I don't buy it. That's so weird. I'm but, just saying there should be about half of the table that was nowhere near the pee. Yeah, I guess. But like, like the thing is, is that you'd still like every bite, every kernel of that uncooked corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. You would just be like, "This is the one with the pee on it, isn't it?" Like this is the one where like the tiny little bit splashed up on off the table onto onto this kernel, and that's what well, I'm in my mouth. I mean, you're right, and since we didn't see the peeing, I can only guess. Yeah, but I'm kind of glad in we the absence of the peeing. Cause... Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to see the peeing. Yeah. Although no. as soon as they cut away from him unzipping, um, they do have running water, and for a second, you're, I think you're supposed to think, oh god, they're going to show this peeing child. <laughs> I, I, I did notice the, the running water thing. That's pretty funny. Subtle clues. Yeah, subtle clues. All right, John. Well. A big question for me, then, is how do you think we got here? Because I have a vague idea from memory, but I want to know what you think happened to get us to this point. Okay, so, let me think. I know that there's some sort of supernatural element in here. Maybe they are frozen. I'm kind of coming around on their being frozen, and then he has to pee on them in order to... To unfreeze them. Like, I kind of get that. It's like if you get stung by a jellyfish sort of scenario. So Similar. So maybe... Yeah, maybe maybe his family is being harassed by a uh, magical... Like a, like a witch or witches or something. And he has to sort of prevent them from falling prey to their disgusting green butter which sounds a lot worse than than i anticipated um the way you said that i started thinking about bog butter actually. Uh, ooh. maybe it's bog butter it's uh it's how we used to store things yeah in the old country yeah in bogs keep some foggy keep some green peaty fresh yeah yeah <clears throat> So, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe, they, oh man, now I, I like where this is going. <laughs> maybe they found some bog butter, some ancient witchy bog butter, and they're like, Ooh. this is prime stuff. This is like when you find like a can of like, uh, I don't know, something fancy, caviar or something like that, and you don't know anything about caviar, so you're just like, well, we can't let this go to ra- waste, you know, we're, we're just going to eat this caviar. But like and some English muffins. But Yeah, exactly. Smear it on some English muffins. Right on the top. Yeah, put it in some Kool-Aid. You know, (laughs) right on the top. Yeah, they also just don't know how English muffins work. Uh, Yeah. So so some sort of weird bog butter situation that then will turn them into what I I imagine green people. Because I can't imagine there's too much of a budget to this movie. So maybe just like they just turn into green versions of themselves and then they're just meaner. But because 
the kid peed on the table, it prevented them from eating any more of it and therefore also unfreezing them at the same time. So peeing actually turns out to be a very handy, like, multifaceted tool in this scenario. Okay, well, John, before I tell you what I remember then, can you give us a summary of what you think the movie is about based on what you do know I think and what you've seen here today? I think it's about this kid who's, like, like 80s levels of, like, the kid knows what's actually going on here and the adults are absolutely clueless. Like, that's what this movie mm-hmm. is, like, overall. is like, the kid knows something's going on and sort of how to prevent it for some reason. I don't know. Maybe he found an old book in... German and the old German guy helped him read. Now I'm just doing uh, the Monster Squad story, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know something like that. Like the kids know what's going on, the adults don't, and all of his actions are being interpreted as like a plea for help. And I think eventually, like maybe his sister and her boyfriend and one of the bullies at school finally like understand what's going on and and try and help him out after i assume somebody dies and then they just all pee on all the food or something like that yeah based on what i remember that's not entirely wrong um what i think this movie is about is about joshua's interaction with a group of goblins actually i don't think there's any trolls in the movie (laughs) i think Goblins are blackmailing him, trying to get him in trouble, but I don't remember why. So they freeze his family in order to make him pee on them. Um, and then I, I think eventually his sister and, and maybe some other students do come around and they have to basically take on this village of goblins. Village of goblins. I'm pretty sure that's what the movie's about. Okay. Is there... Well, so it's goblin magic? I think it's goblin magic. Goblin yeah. magic pretty sure yeah so john do you think based on what you know and what i've just said we can recommend this movie i don't know if there's more like horribly awkward scenes like the the is this kid really like am i really gonna watch this kid pee on these people (laughs) like if there's more scenes like that then no but if this is like the worst of it then i'm intrigued like, 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 if I've just now seen the worst of the, uh, is it possible that they're going to see, that I have to watch some kid urinate on his family? Like, if if that happens over and over again, I, I don't want to see it. But if it doesn't, and this is basically the worst mm. of it, and this is, like, the one, like, peeing on the family gag, then, then yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. I just, I just don't want any more of the really gross crud. As far as I remember, this is the only scene where he does anything this um, kind of gross. Um, okay. But to tell you the truth, I don't remember it in that much detail. So I <laughs> would recommend this movie. There are some other scenes. Uh, when I saw we had a submission from Troll 2 that I thought were definitely going to be it, uh, which are pretty memorable, I, I recommend it. I mean, have a couple beers, sit down to Troll 2, and uh, tweet Troll at two. us. All right. Yeah. You don't need to watch Troll 1, though. There's, they have nothing to do with each other. Oh, okay. I I assumed, considering there doesn't seem to be trolls, because that's the one thing everybody always says, is like, first thing you need to know about Troll 2, there are no trolls in it. And so I'm like, well, you right. know, then where where's the titular troll? Like, is this like a backdoor pilot it. to, like, mm. some sort of troll, troll-averse? 
No, as I understand it, there was a Troll 1, and when they were getting ready to release this movie, they decided, um, the studio decided to market it as Troll 2 just to get more people to see it, even though it has nothing to do with the original. Green Goblin Butter didn't sell? Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't pull well? The Beast of Bog Butter did not, um... Beast of Bog Butter. Ooh, that's a good one. Didn't do it. Well, John, any... Any other thoughts about this clip? I think we've we've delved into it pretty well, and there was no, a lot. I, here. I think, I think we have. I think I think we've 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 gotten through this clip uh, at a good clip, and I think uh, overall, like, I'm I'm intrigued by this family, by the writing choices, uh, the hospitality line is great, and uh, <laughs> you can't piss on hospitality. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> I want to try and use that somewhere in my life. Uh, I feel like I, you know, I wouldn't be able to use it at work, but I mean, there'd be plenty of time and context for that sort of thing. But like, I just feel like it's inappropriate language, but a little bit. We'll see. Um, Maybe we'll when I have my own we'll... kids someday. <laughs> well, that reminds me for a second. I thought he was just going to piss on the kid. <laughs> That's absolutely what I thought, too. He There's a lot of like, and I'm like, oh, no, little tit for tat. There is a certain amount of like once once you go for the zipper and it becomes like that's what mm-hmm. you're doing. The moment you start having other characters in the scene or in a movie, like just go for the zippers. You immediately like assume that they're they're just going to whip it out and start peeing on things like this whole Luckily, movie is just now like zipper shy, like. Oh no! What's what's what they're doing? Like, I mean, I know I know that that's like one of the three things that can happen by going for the zipper. Like, other than maybe like, I don't know, maybe there's something stashed down there. But like, why? Why would you? Do, why? Why would anybody decide that that's a characterization element that that somebody needs? So like, I would not. Yeah, the verbs that come from unzipping your zipper, not 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 something that's comfortable uh, on screen. Well, it's true, and I, and I'm glad that they did not go that route. Um, well, yeah, I guess a big thanks to Robert then for supplying this week's minute. You yes. continue to understand the sort of thing that we're looking for, which exactly. is great. Uh, if you like Robert, want to support this podcast, you can review us on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. You can reach out to us at the Minute Podcast at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at Minute Pod or find us on Facebook. As always, this episode was hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg with. Theme music by Paul Reberg and produced by John Ward. I got the order wrong, but we'll stick with it. Whatever. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast. <laughs>